Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Is it over? Are we done? That's what I hear. Bleak pictures, say Chuck Todd. Bleak pictures! Bleak, I say. Bleak. We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are angry, they're disappointed, and they are worried about the future of this country. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction, and once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70% for this long. It's been nearly a year now. Bleak pictures. We are over. America no longer exists as a superpower. What are you talking about, Chad? Well, it wasn't just that, right? So, yes, we're in, we're, we're, we're in a little tough time here. We're very reactionary, too. Forget about that. When I asked, 10 out of 10 people said at times they could be extremely emotional. Believe the last thing they hear. But this right here was uh, very interesting. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. What? I got to hear that again. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. Eh, our best years aren't behind us. It's not. You know what's interesting, though, is how do you tell your kids that? Hey, kids. Uh, man, it was great when we were younger. Things were awesome. But uh, we screwed everything up, so those years are gone. Your years in front of you, super going to suck. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Chad, is it true? Is it over? Is it done? Are we done for? Can we not survive this? America's death has been over-exaggerated. We're not going anywhere, but we do have issues. But there's not a country on planet Earth that doesn't have issues. It's not. It's not some perfect country that doesn't have some sort of issue. That's just the way it is. I'll still stack up my country against every other country out there. We also have this weird world, too, where, you know, young people are, are very, you know, they've got this kind of nihilistic attitude. They've been taught that America's nothing but bad and evil, which is not a good thing. That's not going to help you when you talk about are there good things in front of us or behind. Well, the entire thing is. So what you're saying is, and I could spin this. Oh, so the good times are gone, right? The racisms, the inequalities. Well, no, that's not what we meant. No, well, what did you mean then? No, we're, we're, we're living in the greatest time in human history. That's, that's the reality of it. But it doesn't mean just because times are great that there aren't issues that need to be dealt with. So add it all up, and this country now has low confidence in a bunch four. of institutions, Justice Department, the Supreme Court, even our public schools. And for the first time ever, when asked what is the most important issue facing this country, the top answer was not an economic issue. It was threats to the democracy, higher than cost of living, or jobs, or guns, or, jobs. or even abortion. Jobs, jobs, jobs. I don't worry about, you know, our democracy. We don't have a democracy, we're a democratic republic. There's a difference there. Republic is different than what we have because democracies, people start to vote themselves stuff, and then you realize that's never going to be sustainable. But yes, there are some issues. But we've been down this road before. This is not the first time we've been down a road where we've had hmm, some, I don't know, issues with the fears of our democracy 
and our untimely ending speeding up. It's not. It's not over by any stretch of the imagination. People still look to us as the beacon. People still look to us as, as that hope on that hill. People still look to us as where they would like to be. And we're going to touch on that with immigration later. This is still the, the, the land of opportunity. But yes, we've got issues. And of course, obviously, what took place January 6th was a big deal. But to say, well, that's it. It's over. It's done with. No, no, that's not it. It's not it at all. There's plenty to be thankful for. And there's plenty about this country, which is spectacular. We're at the point. You want to know how good we are? We're whining about things that just don't matter. People are finding ways to be offended. Because the old ways don't count anymore. You think about that for a second. This isn't Emmett Till, right? Supposedly kisses a white lady and gets lynched. Was he 14 or 15? And then somebody said, called the police because they thought my dog was going to do something and, and I'm white and he's black. Kind of said, stop it. Stop it. We live in the greatest time in history. The advancements in technology, all of a it's incredible. But yes, we've got our we've got our issues. We've got flaws. We have warts like everyone else. So this is the environment in which voters are going to the polls this November. They're pretty angry. In a normal year, these numbers would forecast electoral doom for the party in power. But boy, these midterms, they're going to be unlike any we've seen in history. And I'll warn you, the old rules of politics probably don't apply. Yeah, and I think Chuck Todd's right there. I mean, last week you heard, uh, oh, Mitch, oh, Chad, it's pretty awful. These people are just a horrible candidate. He's right there. Some nasty candidates out there. But even so, look at how bad some of those candidates are. It's not like it's a 40-point jump. I mean, Dr. Oz is still down by single digits, for God's sakes, and he's useless. He's a horrible candidate. He's a witch doctor. He's not a witch doctor. Michael and I were talking about the other day. I'm like, what if on, so what if Fetterman, who, by the way, is another horrible candidate? Right? I mean, you would think I'd get behind a guy like that. He wears a hoodie and shorts and he's tatted up. He has never supported himself until now. His mom and dad took care of everything for him. They paid for all of his bills for him and his kids. But could you imagine if he collapses on stage and the only thing Dr. Oz knows how to do is to give him Botox? <laughs> and I was I was checking out the whether or not they're going to have a debate. Perfect example of the insanity of the world we live in at, at this point in time. And a lot of Democrats who saw him for the first time since he had his stroke. So if you guys don't know, John Fetterman had a stroke. He is a very large human being. I would argue he would be the largest politician on earth if he was elected. Even bigger than the Vitaly, the Klitschko brothers. He's 6'9", I think. But he had a stroke. And, he, and thank God he survived it. Don't want anything bad to happen to the guy. Uh, but that being said, the a lot of Democrats have said, hey, uh... I need to see him debate because we've seen bits and pieces of it and there's some struggle there. And if he can't do the job, we, we, we can't vote for him. It's a different world. But even then, he's only down by seven, eight points. Blake Masters here is only down by seven, eight points. You know, J.D. Vance, a few others out there. there there's definitely opportunities. It's early on. But that being said, poor candidates who are 
wacky. I mean, Herschel Walker is awful. The Republicans should walk in, yet they're managing to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Like, wow, look at the victory. Oh, quick, get the defeat and give it to us. We want it. We deserve it. It is, it's, it's crazy. It really is. It's nuts. But this is where we're at at this moment in time. It is going to be an odd midterm. And question about whether or not we're in a recession. More and more economists coming out saying, look, this isn't going to be the soft landing that people think. This could indeed be a very hard landing when it finally comes. They may be able to push it a little bit longer. They may be able to 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 keep us afloat, keep us in the air a little bit longer. But the reality is, is we're heading towards uh, uh, more than just a we're heading towards a whoa. And yet the Republicans are figuring out a way to screw this thing up. Yeah, this is not like anything else. We have this weird world. And is part of it the fact that we have bad candidates in a lot of places running? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. And I think a lot of people are looking backwards over 2020. And how do some of those candidates who maybe used the 2020 to court Trump voters and to get Trump's uh, blessing step away from it without hurting him or upsetting him? And as I said last week, is winning the primaries the only thing you care about? Because if that's true, then you won. If actually getting back the House and the Senate matters and you lose, then what? At a time when, are you ready for this? Level of confidence in the Fed to combat inflation. Confident, 3%. So 3% of people, and they all work for the Fed, are confident. Very confident, I mean. Confident itself is 10. So you have 13%. Somewhat confident, 14. So you, you add it up, you have 27% of people like, yeah, this is good. And then you've got, 73% of people that says not very or not at all. That being said, where we are, I'll take it every day of the week. Because of who we are, because of where we have come from. Absolutely. Sign me up. We'll get through this as we've gotten through everything else. From bubbles to 9-11 to wars we're going to. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy and we're at each other's throats right now, which isn't a good thing. But to say that our democracy is dead, if our democracy is so weak that a bunch of rednecked hillbillies were going to overthrow our government with no backing of actual parts of the government that could supply them with military to hold that, and a guy dressed like Marley Moose, and that was going to be the thing that we deserve to go. But you and I both know that's not true. It's great talking points. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program Eden Pure. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Get the best air purifier around. Love my Eden Pure. got them throughout my house. Uh, keeps my house smelling fresh. The Oxleaf 2 Thunderstorm is incredible. And uh, I've been using Eden Pure for, for a while now. And they are just everything they're chalked up to be. I mean, you can, so you get these things, right? You get these little things. You come in these little boxes. You get these things like, okay, what is this? How can this be a great air purifier? It's only the size of like a, a sandwich. 
right? There's no way that something can be this awesome, the size of a sandwich, can defeat odors. Oh, it can defeat odors, and oh, it does defeat odors. Kills them dead. Doesn't mask, which is something that's incredible, right? A lot of these things, they don't beat odors. They mask them. Exact opposite. Right now, they destroy odors fast, and I'm going to give you $200 off. Boom! By using code CHAD3. Plug them in the wall. Never buy an air purifier. Watch them go. Use code CHAD3. You're going to get free shipping, and you're going to get a three-pack sent directly to you with $200 in saving. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Chad three EdenPureDeals.com. Code Chad three Chad Benson show. If you like talk radio, like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. In that letter that Pete Buttigieg sent to uh, 10 airline CEOs, he says that 24% of all flights were delayed in the first six months of this year. 3% of them were canceled. We're talking about thousands of flights, and oftentimes it's hitting over those busy holiday weekends like Memorial Day or July 4th. And now the airlines need to act because the federal government is really sounding an alarm saying, if you don't act, we're going to put new rules and regulations and force you to act. Yeah, well, this weekend is going to be interesting with all the people traveling this weekend. There's going to be a lot. Uh, what does that look like? Because the airlines have failed poorly in the last several months, especially as we started traveling a lot more. And uh, it has been ugly. I remember Memorial Day, you started hearing stories, nightmares of people like, yeah, we'd get there two hours before our flight. And they're like, we don't have a crew. We're not leaving. When could you get us out of here? Tuesday? You're like, it's, uh, I'm late for work. I got to be back by Monday. Yeah, sorry. We could fly you at 12 different places to get you there by Monday afternoon. It is a nightmare. They're saying don't schedule flights if you don't have crews available. As we all know, there is a major pilot shortage right now. And across every industry, staffing is hard. So you're talking about airport staff, TSA staff flight attendants, and of course, pilots. So if you don't have a crew there, you better not schedule a flight, forcing you to cancel that flight when it gets closer to departure. And it's like a, it's like a domino where you think, okay, we've got, a, we've got a crew and they're flying from like Reno to, you know, to Vegas, to Los Angeles, to Orange County, you know, back to, to Vegas, back to Reno. And then, you know, then they'll fly back to Orange County. Well, then all of a sudden something happens where, uh uh-uh, hold on, only a portion of this crew can go because they've used their allotted time. So now it's like, well, we got to shut down. So it's the same thing. If you're flying somewhere this weekend, try to leave early. And I'm not just talking about, well, we'll try to get out here on Friday instead of, you know, you know whatever. No, I'm talking, or, or when you go on your, your trip to, uh, on Labor Day, you, you, you fly in a way where you're not only trying to get out a day early, you're leaving early. That horrible wake-up call to get out of your bed and get to a ho- you know from your hotel to the or wherever to to the airport and get that 5 a.m. flight that sucks because you know there's going to be a crew there. Because 5 p.m. at night, eh, it might not be a crew. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Talk a little China coming up. China! They've got issues, and we know that. For all their screaming and yelling about Taiwan, there's something else going on in China that is much more pressing to the everyday person, 
to about a billion plus people. Talk about that, as well as some immigration. Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Go there, get your free bag of Roof Greens. It is a free bag, too. You just cover the cost of shipping. They're going to mail it out to you. It's fairly simplistic. That's the way it works. All you have to do now is try it. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. K9 Vitasmart is the best supplement I've ever given my dog and the only supplement that's ever worked for, for, for my dogs. I mean, I've tried other stuff, but nothing has worked for Doodle like this. In the space of four years, we've had Doodle. Almost four years where my dog doodle, we were going to put him to sleep. He'd become mean and cantankerous and you get near him, he'd touch his hip. He'd turn around and try to nip at you. Uh, now he doesn't do any of those things at all. He is happy. He's bouncy. He's got tons of energy. And it's all because of the single change that we made, which was putting canine Vitasmart on top of his food. That's all they want you to do. Just put it on top of the food and you let it work for itself. Try it. Get a free bag now. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Free bag on your way. It's the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. But Chad, the world's over. America's the worst. We heard it. We heard a poll. Poll said America sucks. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. Oh, my God. You're right. It's over. There's nothing we do about it. It's a bunch of malarkey, as our president would say. Whatever sayings were big in his days. Back in the day of my days. It's a bunch of malarkey. America does not have its best days behind us. Doesn't mean that we're living in the best times as us as a country as far as coming together and, and all of those things. The reality simply is we're, we're, we're living in good times, but we're going to hit some bumps. That's that's it. We got some bumps. We're, we're, we're facing a, a potential recession or we are in a recession depending on who you're talking to. And how they want to define the word. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We've got some problems. That's it, kids. We do have some problems when it comes to the way that voting went last time. Were there rights? Did you have a right to ask a question about, hey, hold on up, just for a second. How did a guy who didn't leave his house, but to campaign very minimally, win an election with a guy that, was nonstop campaigning and still is, by the way. And in such a way that, uh, you know, if if he showed up, Biden, to give a speech, there were probably at times two to one on his way to the place that he had to pass through where people were holding up Trump signs and other not so nice things. Oh, that's yeah, true. It's true. If you if you just woke up for a coma and you're like, what? What happened? Oh, dude, you've been sleeping. You've been sleeping. Oh, my God. What, what's, yeah, you've been gone for like six years. Obama, he's done. And uh, uh, Trump is running for re-election. Trump? He run, what? 
Donald Trump? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. Look at this here. That's a look at the crowd. Oh my god, that's insane. Who's he running against? Joe Biden. Obama's old cat? Biden? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. This is his crowd. Oh, oh wow. That's guys, he's gonna get smoked. And then you oh my god. Okay, fair to ask questions. Fair. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it was what you pushed it, right? You continue to push it over and over again. Continue to push it over and over again. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's not. Democracy's dead. Democracy's dead. Democracy's dead. It's not dead. Like I said, if if a guy dressed as as you know as as half predator, half voodoo man, and the rest of the knuckleheads who are meeting to plan the revolution at you know the Cracker Barrel, if if that's the end game, come on, we were done. The big thing is the Republicans have some issues. And inside of that Republican Party is the battle for the heart of the Republican Party. If you believe that this is your Republican Party, how are you going to keep it? Right? Or if Trump is this this new wing, this 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 populism conservatism that's out there, uh, are you going to be a part of it? Oh, I don't know. And Liz Cheney right now is being held up by the Democrats. It's just this great, uh, you know, this, this leader and, and person in courage. I'm going to be very focused on working to ensure that we do everything we can um, not to elect election deniers. And I'm going to work against those people. I'm going to work to support their opponents. I think it matters that much. Uh, okay. That's what you're going to do. Fantastic. Work hard. Do your thing. Now, that here's where it bugs me with Liz Cheney, is you're still on the January 6th committee. So your continual push about the election deniers and all this kind of stuff and the fact that you've gone after Trump in such a way, eh, there's an issue I have right there, right? But, hey, good on you for, for, for showing the cojones to do that, right? Is she pissed? Is she upset? No regrets. Um, no regrets. You know, I, I feel... I feel sad about where my party is. I feel sad about the way that um, too many of my colleagues have responded to what I think is a great moral test and challenge of our time. Yeah, that's for sure. I think there's a lot of people out there that, that, that are looking around and asking serious questions about, you know, if the Republicans lose this, based on the things that we've told you, where we're heading into recession or maybe into recession, we have inflation that is still holding steady and high. Our confidence is at a record low. We don't believe in a lot of the institutions feel they become uh, too publicity hungry. There are all of these, and, and the Republicans lose this? Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Will anybody ask any questions? Like, maybe they weren't great candidates? It'll be it was stolen from me. Yet for all of that stuff about us being a nightmare, we're still in a position of being the country. The country that people want to come to. The country that people feel is the place to be. That that light on the hill. Yeah. China, right? The 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 oh my god, they're just gonna overtake us and blah 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 blah. Right? Let me just point something out. They're close to going into a famine. Yeah, something they haven't seen in maybe, well, it's been a while because they've had several famines, but a lot of those were caused by people trying to politically do things. 
But this is going to get ugly. They're going through a massive, massive, massive issue when it comes to crops and it comes to heat and a drought. We've had back-to-back droughts compounded with a lack of money, and now we're getting the money to come in, and we're going to be reaching as many people as fast as we can to try to avert famine, but we could be a little late. Yeah, huge, massive. And when I hear about, oh, America's this America, do you know California is getting ready to hand out school lunches to everybody? Right? Like everything. Free lunches to all public students. Free lunches to everybody. Right? And in many cases, they're feeding kids breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But now everybody. You live in a four-bedroom, six-bath home worth $6 million. You get a free lunch if you want it. That's insane. It's not just for most poor families, and not even all of them, because some people failed to sign up, who are fearful to sign up, philanthropists and major funder who backed California's plan. Cat Taylor told NPR, the Universal Meals is set up to help feed students who need the meals and reduce the amount of checkpoints students have to pass through. What the hell are you talking to? How in God's name are we handing out free lunches? They're going into a famine. Our, our, our poor people are fat. We're even asking questions a couple weeks ago. L.A. County serves healthy new school lunches. Will kids eat them? No, they won't. But part of that is so like, that's why can't you get your kids food? Not trying to be mean here. Not trying to be evil. I'm asking a serious question. What is it costing you to, to, to not do that? As a kid growing up, look, I wasn't thrilled by my lunchbox a couple times. So my mom, she always waited late, uh, uh, waited way too late to, to get the good ones. And, you know, it's like, uh, Mom, I got a Bee Gees lunch po- box. This is pretty embarrassing. I don't know if I'm going to have any friends. <laughs> I don't know if I want any friends after this. But, oh, whoa, look at my mom packed there. I had no idea she had pudding. No idea, right? It's that little thing that your mom does. What if people can't afford it? goes back to that question of what's going on in your world. We're handing out free lunches. Who said there's no free lunches? Apparently not California. To every kid. You live in Marin County? Your house is worth X, Y, and C? I mean, you know, it's it's nuts. And how many of these kids are going to take advantage of it? But still, part of that is the, the process of mom figuring out what to feed you for lunch. Dad figuring out what to do. Right? Because you know mom and dad are packing two different lunches. Right? Mom's packing you some goodies. You're like, that's an apple. I'm going to throw that at somebody later. You know, you don't do that unless you cut it up. Right? Then, like, I might eat it. Right? She got, oh, cool. I like this sandwich. Ah, oh, I guess all we had was this today. Dad's like, I cooked extra burgers last night. You get a burger. You're like, yeah. You get pizza. Right on. What did dad put in there? You know, whatever. Whatever. Because he's dad. I make great lunches, by the way. Delicious lunches for the kids. Because it's part of what it is. But that's where we are. They're going into a famine for all the evil that is our country. Oh, God, Chad. They're struggling with famine, thinking about they're going to take Taiwan on and light them up. And we're going, hey, everybody here, regardless of income, uh, you guys are going to get free stuff. That's pretty damn amazing. And you would think, well, with all that going on, yeah, you're right. I mean, this this country is so, supposed to be. Uh, let's go back again. I listened to this. I'm flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. 
58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. 58%. Well, that must mean that we have no problem with immigration. Nearly half of the people apprehended by Border Patrol this fiscal year have been sent back due to a Trump-era pandemic policy known as Title 42. It prohibits migrants from entering the U.S. due to the danger of communicable disease. Walking along the southern border with Maverick County Deputy Sheriff Denise Cantu, migrant crossings show no sign of stopping. You can see shoes, bags, water bottles. Clearly, this is a route for asylum seekers and others. Yes, this is normally a route that they take. Yeah, how about that? We're going to get deeper into immigration a little bit later, but if there is no slowing down, why do people still want to come here, right? If we're so bad, why do still people still want to come here? Because we're not. We now have a school system that is set up in, in many ways that leans extremely left and that continues to push this insanity of of America's bad and evil as if no other country's ever done anything wrong and that you shouldn't be proud of who you are and that it is so insane and i will tell you this when we talk about immigration illegal immigration there are people that come here that are more american than a vast majority of us they they see america for what it what what they believe it is and what in many cases it is but we fight over it right they see a land of opportunity they see they see a land of optimism that's why they're coming here are there some bad people that come here of course Oh, there's some people that are come here and they're like, look, it's just a money grab. That's all I care about. And then I'm turning around and going home. Yeah. But a lot of other people that come here and look at that in such a different way. And I dare I say, if we open up the, uh, the, the, the doors of immigration to all the countries in the world and say, come on down over the next 48 to 72 hours. If you get in here, you're safe. I'd like to see what that looks like. But people running to China, you think? Probably not. Russia? I don't think so. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Hello Fresh. Speaking of amazing food. Hello Fresh is exactly that. Coming directly at you in 3D tasty Technicolor. Hello Fresh tastes the summer recipes and market selections. Restaurant worthy. Taste of recipes has taken my dining from eh to woo. 55 weekly options. Most choice of any meal kit, and it is incredible. You're going to get complimentary sides, desserts from HelloFresh Market, uh, round out the entire summer of tasty, incredible food. And their app always makes everything simple and easy. Great ingredients that are awesome, super fresh. And by that, I mean in less than a week, from farm to door in less than a week. And it is pre-portioned perfectly with the ingredients, foolproof recipes, and the cooking is an absolute breeze. You take the card out, you look at the card, it tells you what to do. Voila! It's done and dusted. Right now, get 16 free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free free gifts. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy, that is good. It's different. 
Did you get a little bit of saltiness? It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. And in the battle for the box office, the animated film Dragon Ball Super Superhero easily finished first with an estimated $21 million in North America. That's the third best opening of all time for an anime film and more than double the last Dragon Ball's film opening in 2018. In second, I've got to get my girls out of here. Idris Elba's killer lion drama Beast opened to a soft $11.6 million. Brad Pitt's Bullet Train falls to third after two weeks at number one. Top Gun Maverick and DC League of Super Pets round out the top five. I will say I watched nothing this weekend when it came to uh, going to the theaters. I didn't do much. I was exhausted, went home, passed out. On a Friday, we raised a bunch of money for a children's hospital last week, which is just amazing and uh, huge amounts of money. Uh, but I was was exhausted. You know, I go, go, go. And last week was the worst week I've had in forever when it came to sleep. And so by 9 o'clock on Friday, 9.30, I was out. Woke up Saturday, like 12 hours later. I was like, oh, this is nice. Took a little swim, took another nap, just chilled. Then I got stuck into something. Phil, I think you'll like this. I watched the Night Stalker limited series on the old Netflix. Scary. Oh, my goodness. I remember it because I was uh, 14 or 15 at the time. If you guys don't know who Richard Ramirez is, he was the Night Stalker in Los Angeles. And they tried to come up with, you know, they called him the walk-in killer. That was it, you know, was one of them. And they, they came up with a couple. But the Night Stalker was the one that's, that stuck. But it was a four-part series. Each one was about 48 minutes. And it had uh, uh, the the guys that eventually put everything together that brought him you know, figured out exactly who he was. But at the end of the day, he picked the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> they knew who he was, right? They got this picture out. That's what they decided to do. At some point, they're like, we're going to get the picture out and let everybody see who this guy is. And uh, that's when he started freaking out. And uh, he got off at a place, and he was running. And he went, and he tried to steal, car- carjack somebody, didn't work. Then he tried to steal somebody's car. And she started screaming for her or her dad or her husband. He came out with a pipe and lit him up. <laughs> and I remember the whole thought, just, just everything, because at the time, my the way it seemed that he was doing is he was he was attacking homes by the freeway, and most of those homes tend to be beige. And he had been in both San Francisco, but the vast majority was in Los Angeles and Orange County. And... Uh, it was crazy because my dad said, well, you know, your grandmother and aunt, single women at home, and, you know, your grandmother works overnight, uh, so you're going to have to stay with your aunt. And I was like, you know, my aunt was like, I don't know, maybe 20, 21, and I'm 14. <laughs> he kind of, like, hands me a gun. And he's like, you know, don't just – if something was to happen. And you double, triple – like, people double, triple, locked their doors, did everything. It was crazy. But he was so brutal. And there's so many stories that you never heard about. The molesting of the kids. Uh, then he would never kill them. I mean, it was just, he was the worst of the worst. And those eyes, man, to this day, if you've never seen a picture of Richard Ramirez. Those eyes were evil. Uh, and he did not die by lethal injection or gas chamber as he was sentenced. He died by cancer. 
It would have been just easier to take him to the other room and shoot him, and I don't think anybody would have thought otherwise. But if you watch the show, and I, I highly uh, I, I highly recommend it, it is amazing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Tis the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Are your kids back in school? Well, what is that supposed to mean? Jack is not back in school. Uh, my stepdaughters and daughter are in school, but they go to school year-round. They have a weird schedule. But uh, across the country today, little uh, little tykes, right? Little tadpoles. Little young, growing children into young men and women slash non Binary, heading back to 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 the playground, heading back to school in earnest. Nah, nah, I was never stoked about that. I was like, this is the best day ever. It was cool to see. Did we get any new kids? Right, like as you went, you're like, oh my god, do we get new kids? And you're like, no, no, no. And then he was like, oh, check out the cool clothes that I that I got. What if other kids didn't get close? That sucks for them, but I, I did. I got close. <laughs> Begrudgingly at times. I was like, I don't know why I'm buying you these. I'm like, just do it, okay? We're going to pretend like we're normal. Oh, my goodness me. Yes, they're back in school. I don't, uh, yeah, I, you know, I gave Jack money. I'm like, go get you one. I mean, now the kids just go, did you get, did you get any sweet Jordans? It's the big thing, right? Did you get Jordans? I'm like. I was reading a great article about him the other day. What did they say? They said that they hoped that they would make $5 million off Michael Jordan over that three-year period or four-year period that they'd signed him up for originally, which was at the time just mind-boggling. Then I read that they make some like $5 million an hour off Jordans now. So things have gone well. That was a very good – and he gets – I think he gets 3% of everything. So that's a good deal. That's a good deal if you can get it. But uh, kids back at school. We had some kids back in school last week here. It's just, just when I was a kid growing up, it was pretty simplistic. It's like, this is the way it was everywhere. Here's your school, and it starts either the, the Tuesday after Labor Day or the Monday the following week. And then you get out the second week of June. Now it's like kids go back in July and they're out in May. Some kids go back in July and they're out in April. They have these random like minimum days. They have these, oh, it's a teacher hangs out inside the classroom day. And you're like, what is that about? And then you've got the wackiness. And we touched on it a bit last week of what's going on in Minnesota. And the whole thought of, hey, uh, teachers, if we have to make some cuts, cracker teachers, you guys are the first to go. 
in an area that is minority-based. And Minneapolis public schools are defending a new controversial agreement with the teachers union to prioritize minority teachers over white teachers when determining layoffs. Previously, layoffs were determined by seniority, but the new city contract dictates white teachers should be let go before minority teachers, even if the white teacher has been there longer. The vice president of the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers spoke about that new policy on GMA3. Here's part of that conversation. First of all, it's always good to fix racism with racism. You know where whatever took place before, the best thing to do to fix it is what happened? There's only one place that really works, and that's golf, right? Whatever got you in the mess, if you do the same shot, it'll probably get you out of the mess. Not in life. Uh, Here's the way I would do it. Who's the best teacher? Right? Like, it's who's the best teacher? But you can't do that. So what you can do is go, okay, well, then white teacher, you're going to go. Now, do I think this is going to happen a ton? Probably not. Do I look at this and say, you know, would it be the same in in places where, because I think originally the whole thought was in areas where there is disproportionately a, a vast majority of the kids are people of color and the teachers are white, that they would get rid of the white teacher first. Do I think it's right? No, but that's the reality of it. Uh, with teachers, you know, quitting left, right, and center, is it really that big of a deal? in the sense of uh, whether or not they could be able to find a job. Uh, No, but the big deal is the fact that you're saying, hey, here's a great way to solve racism. It's with racism. I've been teaching for about 24 years, and I started in a school that was over 60% black, and for many, many of my students, I am the only educator that they had in 12 years that looked like me. Um, and here it is 24 years later, and that's still the same case in a lot of schools. Um, this is a non-issue. It really, really is. But the part that is the issue is that our students deserve to have intellectualism and academia be represented by people that are underrepresented, African-Americans, indigenous folks, people of color. Never talk about Asian people. You notice that? Whenever we talk about minorities, nobody ever mentions Asians because they're just left out. Why? Because their scores are higher. Their income is greater than that of white people. So that totally just de- ruins anything that goes on. Even Latin, you know, Latinos, they get left out in, in some of these things. It's kind of a black-white thing. It really is. And look, should there be more black teachers? Yeah. Why aren't there more black teachers? That's the que- the question is and isn't you know sh- is this the right thing to do because you're you're saying I'm firing you based solely on the color of your skin so I could check a box even if that other person's so if you could honestly say that other person is that much better and the only thing that separates her that person's better is because the color of their skin because it's a dead heat okay maybe I give you that an area that is predominantly black. But that's never the case, right? So then you're just saying, I'm firing this person. So you're telling the kids intellectually, hey, this color of your skin here matters tremendously. Matters more than you realize. And I thought the whole process was to get away from the color of the skin. But the left wants to drag you back in. No, 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 it's about the color of your skin. But I thought it wasn't. No, 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 but it is. 
but I thought I thought it wasn't. But it is. And is it important for kids of 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 you know differing ethnic groups to see people who are successful? Absolutely. I had black teachers, I had white teachers. I don't think I had any Asian teachers. I had Latino teachers. I had a couple of gay teachers. Uh, a lot of just, you know, uh, just a, uh, you know, a hodgepodge of teachers. Even in, even in private schools. But you're, you're, you're telling them. And it's not like this isn't getting out. People are talking about it. Even people I've seen on the left are like, ah, this feels like it's not a... It's not a good thing. No. And I don't think seniority either should be, you know, if you're awful at your job, but you've been there for 20 years, shame on the people that kept you in power. Because you could have a second year teacher that kicks ass. You know, shouldn't be the, you know, but as we always know, in a lot of places, it's, you know, last one in, first one out. But there's a better way of going about doing this. And I don't think they, they, they nailed it. I don't. I think they, they flopped on this one. We'll see, though. We'll see how it plays itself out. But they're getting a lot of pushback from it, as they should be. Because this is not something that I think should have been done the way it's done. You, you, you're telling me that it's all that matters is color of the skin. That's it. That's all I hear. It's color of the skin. It's about merit. We talked last week about... Uh, you know they're they're trying they're trying something new at CNN, and that is uh, it's a meritocracy now. Which what do you mean? There's just hey the best person for the job, regardless of who they love, all that s stuff. The best person for the job gets the job. Oh God, that's some people over the roof. Oh, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Other kids are very excited to be back in school. Teachers, everybody. He was excited to come back. He's in his classroom, so I know he's really happy to be back here. Woo, excited. Very excited for another school year. Very exciting. You know what? The school year is like a first week of uh, NFL season, right? Kicks off, right? The hopes, the dreams. You know, this is our year. We got it. We've had a good training camp. Everything's going solid for us. I feel like this is, this is good. This is good. We're going places. We're doing things. I feel good about this. And then, you know, by the third quarter, I get a text from Phil. Says, there's always next year. It's already happened. But they haven't even played the first game yet. It's already happened. That's that's the way it is. And same thing in school. This year I'm going to do good. I'm going to get A's and B's the whole year. By lunch, you're like, ah, I'm hoping for some C. Hoping for some C's, right? You know? And by the end of the first day, you're like, if I got D's, but I got through, I'm all right. <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from you. This portion of the program is brought to you by BetterHelp. H E L P. Do you know how hard it is right now to get yourself an appointment to see somebody to talk about life, your brain? Right, you got your brain. You like your brain. Hey, you go and you, what do you do for it that really helps it? Your car needs a tune up. You take it to get a tune up, right? Oh yeah, that's true. It's true. You do the same thing for your brain, you probably don't. That's why BetterHelp is here. BetterHelp is online therapy. It's incredible. It's worked magic for my for my stepdaughter. And it is simple and it is less expensive than in-person therapy. 
and it has been a it's been a lifesaver for a lot of people out there that, that have hit me up and said, hey, this stuff has been great because trying to get in to see a therapist is virtually impossible. So online therapy, it's got video, phone, even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anybody on a camera if you don't want to. You just fill out an easy to use online questionnaire. You're going to be a match with a therapist in less than 48 hours and away you go. It's that simple. Right now, you're going to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Benson. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Benson for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp dot com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You stink like Fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> Ruben! What? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it, some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's talk about what's trending, shall we? On the webs of inner. Start with Google House of Dragon. House of Dragon. Last night. Two million searches. It's getting mixed reviews. Lots of soccer stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. And we'll game on today. Get relax. Enjoy myself while I do 5,000 gazillion other movies. One of the interesting strings trending on Google is Firefox. If you don't remember what it was, no, it's not that, 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 that search engine. Firefox was a Clint Eastwood movie, and it was the only time in his history... As he said, is his only attempt ever to make an actual blockbuster movie franchise. And it did not go well. Let's just put it that way. And people are asking questions, why? Why Why didn't it work for, for Clint? Clint's movies became, he, he built franchises, Dirty Harry and things like that. But uh, Dennis Rodman also trending. We'll talk about that. What's he doing? What's he up to? Oh, very interesting. Lots of NFL stuff as we head into the third and final week of preseason. That's right. I said the third and final week because we do the whole thing now. we got 17 games, so we only have three preseason games. Russians vow to strike Ukraine after daughter of Vladimir Putin's ally dies in car bomb. Oh, man. I can't believe that's horrible. I sound, I sound like I'm I sound I was trying to sound like I care, but I mean, it's a horrible thing. That your your dad decided to you know pal up with a guy who is a murderous sob, but uh, yeah, so there you go, there you go, there you go. You got that going for you. Oh, oh, that's not very nice, Chad. Just being honest, kids. Just being honest. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I mean, she was blown up, and a lot of people thought the bomb was meant for pops and not her. I would assume that would probably be true. AMC stock plunges ahead of, uh, uh, well, Cineworld's in trouble. You got Regal in trouble. There's a lot of movie theaters that are trending right now that are all trending in the wrong direction as bad, 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 bad. Is the world of movies as we have known it dead? Are there going to be less 
I don't say movie theaters, but maybe movie franchise, you know, uh, you know, Regals and, and, you know, Cinemark and all those, that's a possibility. That is absolutely a possibility for sure. And I was talking about Dennis Rodman because also trending over here on the Twitter because Dennis is up to something. What you up to, Dennis? A State Department official tells ABC News they're aware of reports that Dennis Rodman intends to travel to Russia after the former NBA star said he planned to travel to the country to help secure the release of Brittany Griner. I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. I'm trying to go this week, Rodman told NBC, adding, I know Putin too well. Why is that? Well, because he's that kind of guy, right? Remember, he's friends with a uh, with little guy over there, little big guy. So we call him, right? Kim Jong-un. So uh, what's the whole saying, right? You want to piss America off? Give her to me. <laughs> They'll piss everybody off. That'll piss Richardson off in New Mexico. It'll piss everybody off. Hand her to me. I'll bring her back over. It'll be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. So he's heading on over. In the past decade, the five-time NBA champion has made multiple visits to North Korea, developing a relationship with dictator Kim Jong-un. Rodman credits himself with helping to secure the release of American Kenneth Bay from North Korea in 2014, who was arrested on dubious charges in 2012. They arrest people on dubious charges there? You didn't hear? I heard. I just heard that now. So I just heard that now. What do you guys do together? We basically have fun. We are fine. People don't realize that. You like know. how? Well, basically, we go like to this uh, private island. You know, we go, we go jet skiing. We you, you've gone jet skiing with Kim Jong Un? Oh yeah. <laughs> we go jet skiing. We we sing karaoke. What it's, song did he sing? <laughs> he, he tried to sing. Um, he tried to sing James Brown. I tried to sing it with him. Get on up. Get wow. up. Uh, get on up. Okay. Get on the scene. Get on up. Sure. Like the scene. <laughs> As you do. You think he rocks it? He came Jong Un. Get on the scene. Like a sex machine. Kim Jong-un is not the same as uh, the man that is called the Pooter. The Putin. Not the same. We'll see how this goes. Could be a disaster. But it could be him coming back going, look, I won again. I'm the I'm the Rodman. I'm the worm, kids. They don't call me the worm for nothing. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I don't know if you guys have heard, but America's awful, according to new polls. We're not doing very well. We're not faring well. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. Wow, our best days are behind us. Got to explain to the kids. Guys, we screwed everything up. All the good stuff that we used to do, can't do anymore. Can't go to the park by yourself because you're going to trouble. (laughs) I'm always amazed at that. And then you hear some people say, well, yeah, if you're under the age of 18. What? what? I, how are kids supposed to uh, uh, How are kids supposed to have any kind of freedom and learn any kind of freedom and boundaries? Where to put mom and dad, right? There's boundaries. Like Charlie's at that point. She's four. Hey, I'm going to do this myself, right? My do myself. I'm doing myself, right? Like you give, nah, not anymore. Well, it's because America's best days are behind us. And thank goodness 
that at least people have stopped coming here because they look up and they realize that there's no reason to come to America. America is is it's over. It's done. We're, there's just no reason. Nearly half of the people apprehended by Border Patrol this fiscal year have been sent back due to a Trump-era pandemic policy known as Title 42. It prohibits migrants from entering the U.S. due to the danger of communicable disease. Walking along the southern border with Maverick County Deputy Sheriff Denise Cantu, migrant crossings show no sign of stopping. You can see shoes, bags, water bottles. Clearly this is a route for asylum seekers and others. Yes, this is normally a route that they take. Are you kidding me? But you just said that America's got... Wait, what? Yeah. America's still the place to be. And yes, the border is not fixed. Why would you fix something that, as far as many people are concerned inside of the political world, is not broken? It's not. You got people in New York screaming out, I can't believe this is happening. You're sending us all these people. They're all coming here. We're not going to be able to handle it. I mean, come on, enough of this crap. New York City officials are now working with nonprofit organizations to open up temporary shelters, 13 of them within hotels. And they're also working with school officials to make sure they make room for these children that are coming in from the Texas area. Yeah, you know, they've gotten up to 6,000 now, supposedly, in New York. Well, what do you think it's like at the border? Just out of curiosity. What was your gross domestic product we did last week? It's like $1,850 billion dollars. And Yuma's like a nickel, right? Tucson, El Paso, McAllen, shout out, KURB, what's up? All of these things are ridiculous. We're still having a conversation. One conversation. I was watching a, uh, my new favorite show. It's, it, it just ended its first season. Hopefully there'll be a second season. And it's called This Fool. And it's about this... Uh, uh, the, this Latino family in South Central, and it's so much of it rings true. I grew up in, with many guys just like this. It's it's hilarious, but the the mother of the program, she's got pictures on her desk, uh, you know, like at home of like the kids, and you know her, and there's only one other picture up there, and it's Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and she goes because he's the only person that ever helped me, and they're like, we know, mom, she gave he gave you amnesty. We, we've done nothing since then. That just goes to show you how screwy this thing is. And the fact that what started out as a political stunt by sending people from Texas and, and Arizona to D.C. and New York is now having some sort of effect where they're like, oh, my God, all these people are coming here from other places. Imagine what it's like in Texas and Arizona, and you're getting virtually 1% of what crosses almost on a daily basis. But we spoke with many people who have qualified to proceed with a case of asylum in this country, and we got a first-hand look at their relocation process. You see, they even have a sign for them where it says, Siga el Camino. Oh, wow. So they pretty much guide them to where they can just, you know, gather gather know all of them and pick them up. The sign means follow the path, and Deputy Cantu says it's evidence of just how normal border crossings have become. Yeah, it's like I said last week, it's Disneyland. Right. You're 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 in a line and you're just going, you know, it's just it's 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 a line here and a line there. And that this is it. Now, qualifying to have your case heard doesn't mean you have your case is going to be adjudicated in favor of you. In fact, it's a small, tiny fraction of people that actually are allowed to stay in this country because of what they see as qualification for asylum. It's a tiny, tiny fraction. 
was speaking to an Arizona professor last week who believes that Biden's doing a bang-up job. And we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, border crossings are down. I'm like, I don't even think, what? Who are you teaching? Who are you telling this to? Law enforcement has already tallied more than 1.9 million migrant encounters this fiscal year, breaking the record set last year with two months left to go. Yeah. That is... That is insane, right? I mean, we're we're crushing records. Do you remember when uh uh what was their names? When they were uh Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, were like, can they get to sixty one home runs or whatever, you know, as they chase you know, they're chasing down Maris and the whole sixty one home runs. And you're like, It's August and they're at like fifty five. They're like, Can they get to seventy home runs? It's kind of where we're at now. It's like, you're breaking records. We still have two months left. Two months left. And by the way, the asylum grants uh, rates have climbed under Biden tremendously. So uh, still, though, the reality is it's still minute. I mean, a vast majority of them are denied asylum. But it's the game that they play, right? You come over here, you ask for asylum, and then you are given asylum. Uh, or you're, you're given a temporary opportunity to have to wait in this country while they, they go through the process of getting you to court, where then you can have your case heard, and then they decide whether or not you're going to stay. And while they're doing all of these things, the reality is pretty simple, uh, that a vast majority don't qualify. But the game that we play is... But then when you're not granted, then you appeal and you continue to try to do something like that. But now you've made a life here because it's not like they get you in and out in under 72 hours. No, 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 no. You may be here a couple of years before you are even talked to about appearing before court. Yeah, that's it. We have an issue at the border, and it is not being dealt with by this president. He is a joke when it comes to this. We could sit here and talk about Inflation Reduction Act. Look at all the great things. Here's the reality. What has he done on the border? Nothing. Don't tell me he's done something outside of ringing the dinner bell and telling everybody he's free to come on down here because that mean guy that tweets all those horrible things is gone now. So come on over here because we're going to get rid of everything. I talk to Border Patrols almost on a daily basis. Why is that, Chad? Because I live right there at the border. My house is smack dab between Tucson and Phoenix. We have one of the largest Border Patrol stations right there. Most of my neighbors are Border Patrol. bunch of people who go to my church are Border Patrol. Guys play golf with my Border Patrol agents out there. And they will tell you this administration is the biggest joke of them all. Absolutely. What is the Republican plan to deal with inflation other than not supporting Joe Biden policies? And I say that because what is the proactive agenda here? Well, we have a positive agenda. We have a commitment to America, and we're going to get back to basics. Republicans are going to win landslide elections, not just because Joe Biden has done such a poor job and congressional Democrats have failed the American people on the economy, crime, and the border, but because we have a positive agenda to secure the border, to get back to basics, and to restore the Remain in Mexico policy that this administration just reversed. 
That's Andy Barr. You know, Chuck Todd brings him on, wants to talk about all kinds of stuff. He throws a couple things out there, and then it's about the border, the border, the border, the border, the border, 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 border. Yes, border. What's your suggestion? I've tossed it out there. We need to make it easier for people to come here and to work part-time, to work seasonally, to come over here to add to the country, and for them to have an opportunity to also get something. So the game doesn't get played, and they're not used as political puppets in football. We need to find out first and foremost why we, when we secure our border, because you, I hear all the time. Well, you know what we do is we just uh, we'll find out who they are later. No, no, let's secure the border, and then find out who really wants to be here. Who's here? Who's in it for the long haul? Right? Seize America as exactly that. It's America. It's amazing. It's what I'm here for. I, I, I see this as all the things you know. We talk about the red, white, and blue, the whole nine yards. We, we need to find out what that's all about. And who's here for a booty call? Who's not really interested in anything other than, I'm coming here for money, I don't care anything about this country, I just want to go home, eventually. We are going to need more people. We can do it in ways that are smart. By allowing opportunities to come here in short-term visas, partnering up with with not just you know farms but many businesses across this country who are struggling right now to find employees but there's no money in it for that side oh yeah and that's exactly what it's all about whether it's right or left the reality is they're not worried about this because they don't see it as an issue at all that the border is broken you know, as I said from the beginning, is what I think we want Attorney General Garland to be focusing on instead of Marlargo is Chinese espionage, certainly furthering how do we assist uh, Ukraine in fighting Russia aggression, uh, looking at ways that, that we look at what's going on at the border with human and drug smuggling and how it's affecting our families. Yeah. Another Republican talking about a lot of different things, but also bringing it back to the border. Mike Turner there. A lot of that's true. And by the way, for those of you out there think you're you're seeing people in New York throw a fit. Ah, oh, it's just so many people DC the same way. There are plenty of Democrats across the border down here who are also really angry at the Biden administration for doing absolutely nothing on the border and being told time and time again, "Oh, don't worry, we're going to fix it." And then never hearing back from them. You know, uh uh the 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 uh Mayor Nichols who is uh a great guy. I have him on my local show all the time. He's the mayor of Yuma. I will tell you this right now. He is at the point now where he, I, I joke, but it's true. I feel like he's he's Charlie Brown and, and Mayorkas is Lucy with the football. Promising everything and then pulling that football at the end. People are over. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Irma Stakes, baby. Irma Stakes. Barbecued a little bit this weekend. I was very relaxing. I slept a lot this weekend. But uh, when I did uh, venture from my turtle shell, I was like, I could eat. And there was great stuff there. We have uh, amazing two two current offers right now. We've got the All-American Assortment and Build Your Own Menu Package, which, as you know, it says Build Your Own Menu. You can do what you want. Or the All-American Assortment. So you got butcher cut fillets, boneless pork chops, air-chilled boneless chicken breast, caramel apple tartlets, and so much more. The Build Your Own is exactly that. Build Your Own. What are you looking for? Maybe you only want fillets. Maybe you only want, for me, I did. We did boneless pork chops, so I love those. Those are incredible. Those are my favorite things. Uh, maybe that's all you want. On top of that, though, uh, you're going to get 
12 free Omaha Steak Burgers with either package. Naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness, juicy flavor, delicious, delivered right to you, and comes with an unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Chad, how do I get these amazing deals and save money as prices rise? These right here, better meat, lower cost. That's what you want. You go to omahasteaks.com and type in keyword Benson, just Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N, right there in the search bar. Boom, and up it pops. OmahaSteaks.com. Type Benson in the in the search bar there. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Benson in the search bar, and you will save big on both the All-American Assortment and the Build Your Own Perfect Menu. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. People are tired and so are police. They described what happened behind me at the 7-Eleven as a flash mob, but not the dancing and singing kind, the violent and looting kind. Take a look at the video. It happened Sunday into Monday after a street takeover. People, dozens of them, moved from doing donuts to stealing them. And from that street takeover to a store takeover, looters out of control, taking over the 7-Eleven on the corner of El Segundo and Figueroa. <sighs> oh, she just sounds just like she's just giving up. I mean, listen to her. Sunday into Monday after a street takeover. People... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen this, remember the whole flash mob thing? Like everybody show up and they'd be like at Central Station or, you know, someplace like that. All of a sudden, they all in trench coats and they take off. Then they start dancing like, ah, you know, that's stupid. But whatever. This is totally different. It's just like, hey, let's take everything out of these people's business because, well, you know, we deserve it. And take a look at this guy, LAPD detectives, particularly interested in finding him. The video shows him throwing items at the clerk and threatening the store workers. He started grabbing food, chips, bananas and stuff and then started throwing them at the employee who was basically hiding in the back. And for whatever reason, things escalated into more violence. The flash mob ran off as police arrived. She's just giving up. She's just, I'm like, I'm done. I don't even care anymore. These people are the worst. They're awful. I don't know what the hell you people think you're doing, but no, no. And it was horrible. And we have seen this. This is, And for whatever reason, 7-Eleven must have pissed some people off because they're the ones getting hammered by this. The crowd estimated at over 100. First took over the intersection and then the store where they ransacked and stole everything they could and also attacked the clerk. We really want to prevent this from becoming a new trend where they think that they show up and take over a street or a freeway or any part of the city that they're just going to be able to do whatever they want, come into a store and take what they want. And we're here to basically say it's not going to happen. We're actually working right now identifying all these folks, and they're going to be held to answer and held accountable for this action, okay? As they should. Not, don't let gas go on anywhere near this because they'll be like, how can I prosecute our way out of this stuff so they should be turned free? My God. I mean, that is just... Crime is also not a winning, you know, uh, thing for if you're just like, hey, you know what? Crime should run rampant. It's not. It's not. You go back in history and you can see that when crime goes south, the power 
that the people have inside of the parties that be who are sitting on top of that power chain in that 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 whole it starts to fall apart because people even if you believe with a lot of their 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 beliefs in in the party if you start to let people run willy-nilly and run free and i mean go look at the whole gas going thing it's amazing how how diligent they were with all the signatures and his recall. It's like, oh my God, they go and they look at every signature twice, and they threw out, which normally they throw out between like eighteen percent. They threw out like twenty eight percent of the signatures. That's amazing. It's amazing. Wow, that's totally crazy. Yeah, crime running rampant on the streets is no way to run your city, and people will eventually turn on you. And the quicker the Democrats understand that, the better it's going to be for them. But will they? No, because they're more interested in feelings. And why did the people feel this way? Why did they think they could go into the, the, the person's 7-Eleven and take everything they want and terrorize people? Because they felt they had a need. Because somewhere in society has wronged them, and they felt this was the way to get it back. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text us. Do whatever it is you feel you need to do to reach a program. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson america america i love america i love where i live we're blessed i'm always laughing at the people who are uh, cheering the demise of america all right this this and it's being taught in school right that disavow america you don't like america america is evil america is bad the best days are gone uh, new NBC poll. Chuck Todd did this over the weekend about, well, America. Where are we? Where are we going? Oh, my God. Is it over? We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are angry. They're disappointed. And they are worried about the future of this country. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction. And once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70% for this long? It's been nearly a year now. Wow. You would think the Republicans would walk into winning the Senate, but we talked about that on Friday, that the fact is is they've got poor candidates, chances of them winning the Senate. It's going to be a toss-up. Uh, and it's kind of always been that way. You know, it's never been, you know, it's when it comes to the House, they're going to win a bunch of seats uh, on average, I think. It's been like... When the president is won by one party and the House is held by that same party, it's been a switch of about 20 during the midterms. But it's always kind of been like a one seat kind of thing. That being said, if you got 70 plus percent of the American public think we're going the wrong direction, you how could you instill the same? Well, you put poor candidates up, right? Like, look, we need to move in a different direction, but this isn't the answer. 
and we know who we're talking to out there. We talk about that. But this was the thing that was shocking to me. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. I had to get a drink on that one. Take a deep breath. Excuse me. I want to hear that again. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. 58% believe that America's best days are behind? What? Oh, boy. No. Yeah. That's insane. But the reality is there's a lot of people out there. Now, there's also a lot of people out there who believe America's evil and bad. We've talked about that at nauseum. Uh, but to think that America is in a position where 58% of the people believe that we're done and dusted, that from here on out it sucks, is crazy. We still live in the best country in the world at the best time. And yes, we have our problems. By the way, there is not one nation on planet Earth that doesn't have issues. That doesn't. And our problems are magnified because we're America. Everybody's always looking at us. We also have this new world where we believe that we should blame ourselves for everything and make sure that everybody knows how much we suck uh, because somehow that makes people feel good. Usually it's because you have embarrassment of riches, right? Like, oh my God, I'm so we have so much. We have so much awesome stuff and you guys don't. <laughs> it's not very nice, Chad. But we're going backwards. We're not going backwards. You know, we, we, we are a lot of things. We're at each other's throats right now. By the way, we, we've been at each other's throats before. And we will probably be at each other's throats again at some point in time. And social media has definitely made things crazy. Could you imagine social media during the French Revolution, the Spanish Inquisition, right? The Crusades, right? Constantinople and, 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 and the marches that you saw with the Persia, right? The, the Ming Dynasty, we can go on and on, right? The czars into the communism. Into, could you imagine what social media would have looked like at that point in time? We have it now, and we are what we are. But this, oh, we're, we're done. I mean, it's, it's over. It's, we're, the best is behind. It's not the best is behind us. So add it all up, and this country now has low confidence in a bunch of institutions, Justice Department, the Supreme Court, even our public schools. And for the first time ever, when asked what is the most important issue facing this country, the top answer was not an economic issue. It was threats to the democracy, higher than cost of living, or jobs, or guns, or even abortion. Yeah. yeah. Do I think our democracy, first of all, again, we're, we're a republic, not a democracy. There's always the big thing that people need to understand is uh, democracies will always fail because eventually... Uh, the have-nots will figure out they can vote themselves all the things they've ever wanted, and then democracy start to go sideways. Uh, we're a republic. That being said, there are some issues out there that need to be addressed. We do not have faith in some of these institutions, and some of these institutions, near I say, don't deserve the faith that a lot of people would like them to have. But we will switch on a dime, depending on what side does something that we you know, do and don't like. We'll switch like that. So this is the environment in which voters are going to the polls this November. They're pretty angry. In a normal year, these numbers would forecast electoral doom for the party in power. But boy, these midterms, they're going to be unlike any we've seen in history. And I'll warn you, the old rules of politics probably don't apply. No, no. They probably don't.
But here we are. You know, a lot gets, you know, last week or two weeks ago when Trump's uh, Miralaga home was uh, served a warrant and the raid was on and, and, and everybody, you know, they flipped out. What is it? The FBI. It, people were angry and pissed at the FBI. Oh, my God, here they are. They're political. If that was Hillary or if that was Biden, the people on the left would be like, oh, my God, this, this is evil. This is a, a, a political in, insanity pushed by the right and, and the right would cheer. We are all about teams at this point. We are we are tribal. We're afraid to anger our tribe, whatever that tribe is. Right? Whether you're red or you're blue. It's like the Crips and the Bloods, except it's the grand old party and the Democrats. And within there, there is tension. Because they want to take the party this way. And they want to take that party that way. And last week, of course, uh, she got boat raced, Liz Cheney. And, you know, she is saying she's she's coming still for for Trump. And uh, she is she is, you know, she's not done. She is not done. And she's zero issues with what she did. No regrets. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel sad about where my party is. I feel sad about the way that. Um, too many of my colleagues have responded to what I think is a great moral test and challenge of our time. Yeah. That's, that's her right to feel that way. Look, I, if she really believed that she was doing the right thing, and I think she did believe that, then good for her. Good for her. If she felt that Trump was a, a true issue when it came to democracy and i think there was a lot of things out there that he himself looking back on it's what are you hearing a lot of people say which is can we find a guy that's like trump or a gal that's like trump that doesn't have the baggage that trump has you're hearing more and more of that uh out there but there's no doubt that like you know i I said this on friday on my local show and i continue to say this here on my national show if you're a Republican, you're watching your party. It's the same thing that Bill Maher talks about all the time. The Democrat Party, he didn't leave it. It left him. And for the Republicans, you have to start asking yourself, is the party leaving us? Are we no longer allowed to, to, to you know, is, is the conservatism dead and it's now populism that is the thing that is key? And if you think that to be true, then you better figure out a way to fight for your party. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad, roughgreens.com slash Chad. Free bag of Rough Greens for you, delivered right to you. And all that you have to do, all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff in this small, amazing little package you sprinkle on top of your dog's food, and it brings your dog's food to life. It is incredible. You will not be disappointed. So to give it to my dog, Doodle, almost four years ago now, he is healthier and happier than he has ever been, and that is all thanks to Rough Green. It's the only thing that we changed when it came to his diet was that. He had had bad hips, he had fatty tumors, his joints were just a mess, and we were thinking about putting him down just because we thought it was the right thing to do. Lo and behold, four years on, he's happy, he's healthy, he's living his best life. That can happen for your dog as well. Dr. Dennis Black wants to make sure you try it for free, cover the cost of shipping. RUFFgreens.com slash chat, roughgreens.com slash chat, roughgreens.com slash chat. All right, cap it up! A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm 
speaks. I love, I was talking to Anthony before the show. Anthony's all, she infuriates me. I think she infuriates a lot of people. We'll talk about the energy. we got some immigration coming up. A lot of stuff still to squeeze in. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. American Airlines alone is going to cut roughly 1,200 flights a day from its fall schedule in October and November. That's more than 30,000 flights in November alone. Delta and United also cutting uh, just under 1,000 flights a day. So they're going to have padding in place, uh, more airplanes and more staff ready to go if and when they need them. Yeah, uh, travel this weekend, right? We got the uh, uh, Labor Day coming up. People getting ready to do some traveling, looking around. What is it going to be like? It's going to be a nightmare. I guarantee you that. What have we been telling you guys? If you're going to travel, what do you do? Travel early, right? So, and by early, I mean not like a day or two before. If you're going to travel in the day, early, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, it sucks. I get it, but there's less likely to cancel. And it just, it sucks. It sucks right now. The reality is they've overbooked. They don't have the crew. They're saying don't schedule flights if you don't have crews available. As we all know, there is a major pilot shortage right now, and across every industry, staffing is hard. So you're talking about airport staff, TSA staff, flight attendants, and of course, pilots. So if you don't have a crew there, you better not schedule a flight, forcing you to cancel that flight when it gets closer to departure. Yeah, but people are still going to do it. They're still going to do, uh, they're going to overbook. As they tend to do. And some of it may be just the fact that they think, look, we've got, you know, we can we, we can service 75, 80, 100 people. I mean, 100 flights here. You got at the end of the day. Yeah, you think you can. But midway through, they're going to land and let their people off and their time is up. The pilots have flown what they can legally. So it is going, I have a feeling this weekend is going to be a nightmare. I'm traveling this weekend coming up, take it off next week, gonna enjoy some time, gonna go see Jack, and I just get some rest, it's needed, and I'm glad I'm not flying. I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm not flying anywhere. That is just, it's a blessing, because I couldn't even imagine having Charlie and the girls and Jack and everybody flying. It would be a nightmare stuck somewhere. In that letter that Pete Buttigieg sent to uh, 10 airline CEOs, he says that 24% of all flights were delayed in the first six months of this year. 3% of them were canceled. We're talking about thousands of flights, and oftentimes it's hitting over those busy holiday weekends like Memorial Day or July 4th. And now the airlines need to act because the federal government is really sounding an alarm saying, if you don't act, we're going to put new rules and regulations and force you to act we shall see we shall absolutely see what they do and how the federal government's going to get involved but they've done this for years never to this extent right everybody's got a story or two where you traveled and while you were traveling you know they would say hey uh, we've overbooked here by x y and z if anybody's willing to stay the night we'll put you up in a hotel and give you a voucher for x y and z They've always done that, but never to the point where you have 24. So a quarter of your flights are delayed. 3% is canceled. So think about that. A quarter delay, 3% canceled. And I've heard nightmares of stories, people getting on airplanes, sitting on the runway for several hours, and then pulling back and saying, sorry, we're going to have to cancel this flight. Oh, 
Oh, goodness me. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Oh, Ukraine, still a nightmare, still going on. This Wednesday, it'll mark six months this has been going on. We heard that Russia was telling its own workers not to turn up. There was this heightened security risk. And we spoke actually to one of the plant's engineers while he was on his break in Zaporizhia. He was covering his face. He was very um, private. But he was telling us that if that spent fuel storage facility is hit because it's not shielded properly, he says it might well be another Chernobyl. Yeah, that is uh, Zaporizhia, which is a the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. And both sides are kind of fighting around it and blaming each other for what may take place. And what may take place is Chernobyl 2.0. There is a possibility that that could happen. What does that look like in today's world if there is a nightmarish meltdown of a reactor, the largest in the in, in Europe. It could be, I mean, it's catastrophic. It is absolutely catastrophic. And while that's going on, once again, six months on, there is no give up in the Ukrainian people. This morning, Ukrainian strikes targeting Russia's military might in occupied Crimea. Videos circulating online show smoke seen rising over Sevastopol. The city's Russian-appointed governor saying a drone was struck down and fell through the roof of Russia's Black Sea Fleet headquarters. Ukraine has not commented on the strike. We heard a pop of an explosion. We heard two similar ones yesterday evening when we were walking at the seafront. These strikes come just a week after a Ukrainian attack on a Russian airbase in Crimea destroyed eight fighter jets. Yeah. They are not letting go. They are picking up a stronger uh, resolve as they continue to push forward. And I think they're also looking around thinking, yeah, these, this, this, is, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. We better start taking some of the fight to them because if we don't take some of the fight to them, well... They're going to eventually wear us down. But what matters is, is how much is everybody going to be engaged outside of there? And that includes us and continuing to hand and give weapons to them so they can continue to fight the Russians. And I think right now we're going to continue to be that way. But like like I talked to Mike Lyons last week and we've talked to him over and over again. At some point, the the weather goes from uh, hot to warm, to mild, to cool, to cold, what happens at that point? Do they all panic and give in? We shall see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff still to talk about. A little immigration on the way. Immigration nation. We are not good at immigration. Unless, of course, the immigration is we have no plan for immigration And anybody can come here. Because if that's the plan, we're fantastic at immigration. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, they go and they uh, pass all these bills and they spend billions and billions of dollars. Both sides do it. Yet they never address, they never really address a lot of the issues that people have serious questions about. And even Pelosi came out and talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. Remember that? Oh, my God. It passed the super excited. They signed it. Oh, it's a big deal. Inflation Reduction Act. It's fantastic. It is all about reducing inflation. Inflation Reduction Act. In that bill, he has $60 billion for diversity as we meet the challenge of the climate crisis. Uh, so, again, it's about inclusion. It's about investing in our children, our future our education. It's about doing so in a way that is respectful of, of great diversity of views. What, what are you talking about? What, what, what does that have to do with, with, with reducing inflation? Again, like what does climate have to do with, well, because of the climate and the thing and that you can't know. There's nothing to explain. It's not real. It is not real. Senator Graham, who's now the uh, secretary of energy, former Senator Graham, talking about, oh, don't you worry about this, man. We got this. We got this on blast. This is going to be great. Solar, wind are cheaper in most places across the world, but it definitely in the but U.S. they're unreliable. Other forms of energy. Secretary, they're unreliable. No, they're not unreliable. It, they, are, you- they are unreliable on the grids because it takes a lot of energy, electricity to get them into the grid or, or fossil fuels to get them onto the grid. And if you don't have at nighttime, we don't have the battery power to store it. You have to use it or you lose it. And so it's unreliable in states like Texas, they found out. And, and that's a problem is we need to come up with no. Battery power to store that stuff. Well, which has always been the question. It's great that you could produce something from the sun, but if you can't catch it, there's no catcher. There's no battery that's storing it the way it should be. And our grids are old. Try building a new grid today. Try. It's virtually impossible to build a new grid. Virtually impossible. I mean, you could go, they've got a, a few, if I'm correct, I think it's one, maybe two refineries for sale. In the southeast, nobody wants to buy them because they realize the regulatory commission is going to come in. They're going to make life untenable for anybody who wants to purchase those things. It, it, it is ridiculous. We haven't built a refinery here forever in a day. So imagine how old our grids are. And again, it goes back to I love the whole like, you know, green energy sounds fantastic till you find out that everything that comes with green energy right now comes with the fact that we've got to go get coal. We're, built, we're, we're digging in areas to get cobalt and all of these things to build these batteries in faraway lands where we're not seeing all the nastiness is done to the planet. You can go on and on and on about that. And the expense, the expense is real. You say they're unreliable. They are intermittent because it doesn't always, uh, the sun doesn't always shine and the wind doesn't always blow. But the battery technology that stores that, that is also incentivized in this Inflation Reduction Act. The technology is there. We just need to make sure that it's implemented. So the great thing is when you combine solar or wind with battery technology, that becomes like baseload power that is reliable, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's great. But that's not tomorrow. And that's the at the end of the day, it's like we're talking about all of these things are for future. So but calling it the Inflation Reduction Act, that is that's completely disingenuous. All of these things are very future based. And if. If people go about and doing it, because if you make everything virtually impossible to want to do. Or so expensive that even doing it, it's going to end up costing people. Vast amounts of money to put it on their home or whatever they're going to do, whatever they're looking at for power, then, then where's the incentive in that? You can give tax breaks, but still, as for the consumer, 
oh, we're trying to bring you know stuff here. And we are bringing manufacturing. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Bringing out manufacturing jobs. We're moving it to other places. It's a smart thing to do. We've got to decouple ourselves from China. There's no doubt about that. That being said, people need immediacy. We are a TikTok society. We're not waiting for gas prices to drop in six years or six months. People think about today. They're not thinking about tomorrow. You know, what do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure laws. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outcome outlay at the front yeah it is uh it's expensive by the way solar has been very very expensive uh and i was talking to i had a place that wanted to do solar here and they wanted me they wanted me to to endorse them but they said well you know you got to do solar you got to put it on your house and i'm like i do uh you know uh well we're getting ready to move well we'd like you to put on your house and they wanted to charge me like 65 70 grand like who's the, the average person is is we were getting ready to move anyways and I'm like, mm, nah, I, just, I don't find that to be something I'm, I'm feeling like doing. Even with rebates, it was going to cost me 50-something. The average person is not rolling out $50,000. You want me to put solar in, but it's going to save you money. Maybe if you live there long enough. See, we weren't going to be there long enough. Weatherize your house. Well, if you're an average person who doesn't own a home, what benefit is any of this stuff to you at this point in time? Which is a lot of people out there. Same thing with if you are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to starting next year get rebates on the the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to thirty percent. This is all about reducing costs for people. And yet the electricity prices continue to go up. Yeah. And by the way, just to let you know, uh, not being a Richard here, I. Would love to. My electricity prices, because of my lizards, right, are pretty damn high. I'm not going to let you guys, you know, I'll say this. They are higher than my house payment for a few months. Been very blessed this year. We've had a very mild, and I do mean mild, summer. In fact, we had, we've had several days in the last 10 that never got over 100. So it's been pretty awesome. But there were times last year where my bills were close to 1500 bucks for my lizards. Because while their heat can do them damage, and while it's they like the heat, uh, it's keeping them at certain temperatures, and for some some of the things, you know, it's it's they've got certain humidity and stuff. It is it sucks. It sucks. But we shall see what happens. We shall see. Gas prices, though, that's a bonus. The upside is they're still going down. Our Energy Information Administration has projected that by the fourth quarter, gas prices will be around 387 on average. The downside is they could go up, says Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, citing supply and demand. If China opens up significantly after COVID, there will be a more pressure on demand. Granholm says the war in Ukraine took a lot of oil off the world market after COVID when demand went up. Yeah, China's got a lot of problems. We'll talk about that in a second, but... Uh, uh, we could see them stay right around here. We're going to start building uh, this week, especially. People are going to be driving more. There's going to be more need for gas. Would I see it hover right around here, maybe go up a few cents? That's a possibility. 
whatever happens in 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 Russia, there's only so much we could do. I think if that power plant was to explode, I think all bets are off at this time, and it could get ugly fast when it comes to 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 that. And you know, you just do not know, right? It doesn't have to be quote unquote the actual commodity itself. It's the ripple effect of all of the other things that are taking place with that commodity. And the pressure could put up. And by when I talk about China being in trouble, let me tell you something. China right now is in the midst of an absolutely horrific heat wave and drought. And when I mean horrific, it is beyond nasty. You've had back-to-back droughts compounded with a lack of money. And now we're getting the money to come in. And we're going to be reaching as many people as fast as we can to try to avert famine. But we could be a little late. Now, you heard that. It's David Beasley are talking about famine. China's at the point right now, because of the heat, they're diverting water, doing everything they can. Because of this nasty heat wave, there is a chance you're going to see a massive famine throughout China. I think there's a high probability you could have a declaration of famine because it's, uh, it's not just a perfect storm. It's almost a perfect storm on top of a perfect storm. It's like a tsunami on top of a tsunami. David Beasley, is the, um, he is the executive director of the United Nations World Food Program. And yeah, that's how bad it is over there right now. It is nasty. And you've got a guy who is running right now in Xi Jinping uh, to be the leader forever, right? Get a unprecedented third term. So he'd be in- installed as the president for life. But you've got COVID nightmare continuing to go on and there's zero COVID is not working. On top of that, you still have this famine going on that nobody's talked about and is actually growing day in and day out. And it's going to get much worse. Uh, I think in the very, 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 very near future, there could be a declaration of famine. And how many people are going to be under that? So it, we think about this for a second. And I and I always often forget this is most people don't realize that you go look at China and you have very, you have the large cities, right? You know, from the Wuhans and, and you know, you start going around, you go, well, there's Beijing and everything. The reality is, though, about a billion people don't live in those cities. They're still out and they're farming and they're doing, they're not producing anything and they're struggling. And this would be a, so you've got famine potential there. You've got famine in Afghanistan and throughout parts of the Middle East, Yemen in particular. It's getting ugly and ugly and uglier for the world. It really is. So when I hear people say, well, America's best days are behind us, settle down. All right, settle down. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I do. Again, we talked about it early. If you're missing the show, make sure you grab the podcast. America's best days are not over. It doesn't mean that we don't have our issues. I mean, you know, last night I was watching a, is, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this show. It's called, uh, you know, we'll touch on it on the other side because it, it, it's a really interesting show. And I can completely see what takes place in a world like ours where there's freedoms and you're advanced and there is a lot of stuff like that that goes on. And what other greats powers in the past have been in situations like that and how they've eventually faltered. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at it. Text the program. We'll talk about that straight ahead. First up, Raycon. Best ear buds around. Love my Raycons. Wear them all the time. 
Uh, summer's still here. You know, the weather's good. People out working out, doing things. Now's a great time to grab the everyday earbuds, the look, the feel. You sound better. Noise isolation awareness modes are incredible. Now, when I'm when I'm editing, which I'm doing a lot of right now, noise isolation. Right, I want to see. I, I like to see the 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 wave files I'm working on, and I love to hear it perfectly when I'm outside. I like my awareness mode. That's the mode that when I'm playing golf, I can still hear the ball, but I hear everything clear on my Raycons. The, whether I'm listening to a podcast or music or whatever it is, it is incredible. And the great thing is they don't fall out of your ears. They feel comfortable. You've rarely ever noticed, are they, oh, they're still there. That's when you go, are they still, oh, they're still there. Eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and half the price of other premium uh, earbuds. Here's the other great thing. 49,000 five-star reviews. Save 15% and grab your Raycons right now. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Save you 15%. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. We'll wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. And in the battle for the box office, the animated film Dragon Ball Super Superhero easily finished first with an estimated $21 million in North America. That's the third best opening of all time for an anime film and more than double the last Dragon Ball's film opening in 2018. In second, I've got to get my girls out of here. Idris Elba's killer lion drama Beast opened to a soft $11.6 million. Brad Pitt's Bullet Train falls to third after two weeks at number one. Top Gun Maverick and DC League of Super Pets round out the top five. I didn't see any movies this weekend. Uh, I relaxed. I was exhausted. I was telling uh, the guys before the show today. I was, I was ass kicked. It was nothing. I mean, I had uh, we worked extra here this week. We had the uh, Children's Phoenix Hospital uh, fundraiser, so we're raising funds all week. And uh, I was here to almost seven o'clock on Friday. We got to our goal, which is, and thank God, uh, you know, it was, it was it's amazing. Get we got over two point, I think about two point two two point three million dollars raised. And so this weekend, I got home, I passed out, I slept. So I woke up and uh, flipping around and watched something, you know, watched some golf and stuff. But I watched, started watching the Coliseum. And I was talking about us with, oh, here we are. The, the, our greatest days are over. And many Americans believe that the best days are behind us. And it was so interesting because if you've not seen it, it's a new, it's on Nacho. It's this new show about the Coliseum, the great days of the Coliseum, the Roman Empire. And, you know, the Roman Empire at the time, there was nothing anywhere close to the Roman Empire. They, the amount of people that they had under their control, the that were under, you know, what do you want to say? The 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 flag of the Roman Empire was tremendous. And they ruled at times in much different ways. Marcus Aurelius ruled at times with his, I think it was his half-brother for a while until his half-brother died, and his son was just a idiot and kind of started the downfall of it. But the the reality was is it went on for quite a long time. And there was nothing to learn from. We have learned from our mistakes, I do believe, in the past, no matter what anybody says. And the whole thought that America is done for, we're just like the Roman Empire. No, there's times we act like the Roman Empire. There's no doubt about that. But we've also learned from our mistake, I do believe. We also have this weird thing where there's so many people that live for this self-fulfilling prophecy of trying to, 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 to destroy everything that America is all about. And I find that to be also extremely fascinating that you see that where people just 
just disavow our country on a daily basis. Yet for all that going on, there isn't a day that goes by that we don't talk about, I don't know, immigration. And the big thing that's happening with immigration is the fact that we're busing people from Arizona and Texas to where? To New, to New York. And people are freaking out. So far, immigration officials say New York City has taken in some 6,000 migrants. All have been processed by immigration officials, many seeking asylum through Title VIII, an immigration policy which allows migrants to lawfully live in the U.S. while their cases are pending. Yeah. For, for a horrific country, as everybody believes we are, it's amazing how many people actually want to come here. And then you get in the tit for tat when it comes, who, who, who's, who's doing this? They have 6,000 people that have showed up there. Now, it started out small, and it has ramped up tremendously over the last 14 days. There's the fact that so many people want to come here always amazes me. Well, everybody freaks out. Oh, my God. If you if you open the doors to America today and say everybody's got 48 hours to get to America, and then you're safe, you watch what happens. Overnight... We, we, we become the size of, I don't know. I mean, if you could ask how many people would want to come here, my assumption is I would say six to 600 million to a billion people might want to, to make their way out here. Oh, wow. That'd be insane. Yeah, it would be. For a country that's supposed to be so awful that it's on its last leg and its decline is coming. Critics questioning whether Governor Abbott's busing strategy is leading to even more border crossings. Abbott responding, calling it a crisis for the nation, not just border states. We need uh, uh, our fellow Americans to understand how significant, how prolific... Uh, the challenges that we're dealing with. The Biden administration has remained fairly quiet about issues unfolding along the border. This is a crisis caused by the Biden administration. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas acknowledged they have work to do. Yeah, that's your acknowledgement. You were awful at your job and uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And yes, it is Biden's issue. Biden has failed gloriously at this job. And he's failed by ignoring it. And then he put in charge somebody who doesn't care about this at all. And no, it should not be Arizona and Texas that have to shoulder everything when it comes to this. And the fact that New York is throwing a fit has been hilarious. You're a sanctuary city. Sanctuary state. And you're upset because people are showing up there? Imagine how the places on the border feel. They're not happy about this. They're broke. The things that are going on here, I mean, I live it and see it every day where I live in particular. So spare me a second for your whininess about it. Solid Fun Show. We will do it again tomorrow. As always, kids. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.